Hello, it's Rafaela here from ThreadUp. I continue to support the creative community through this crisis with all sessions now on video and phone calls. For details, please check threadup.co.uk. You can also find details of free check-ins I offer on my Twitter at threadup underscore and on Instagram and Facebook at threadup. Please share this. Somebody out there might need it. Stay safe and let's get through it together. Welcome to Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy. During this time of shutdown of the live comedy circuit due to coronavirus, I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology. And three times a week now, on Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies and coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at threadup.co.uk. They're there to support you, and if you'd like to support this podcast, if you're enjoying what we're doing, please go to patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. Make sure I got my mic in the right direction. It's beautiful. I mean, you can't, you can't make it any better. It's, That's uh, pretty good. Pretty it's, good. It's, uh... it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. the one thing. One thing I've gained from the whole lockdown is my, <laughs> my new sound. Yeah, it's beautiful. You could be a, a late night DJ on Magic FM. Late night. <laughs> I can get right up on top of the microphone and there's no <laughs> sound. It's beautiful. So joining me today on Psychomedy, it's Tony Law. Tony, hello. Hi there. How's it going? I'm uh, pretty good, pretty good. How are you doing? Well, actually, we've been chatting for a number of minutes already. We have, but I, I haven't actually asked you how you are, so are you okay? Save, saving that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, saving the killer question. <laughs> <laughs> the one to catch you out. <laughs> I'm just playing with my backdrops. Oh, it's a I shame. Love, I can't, I love, shame I can't I see them. My Zoom. So mm. I guess you've been doing a lot of Zoom meetings, I'm guessing? I've been doing this on Zoom, not a lot of video Zooms. You sound like you're more of an expert than me with your backdrops. I've been doing a lot of Zoom meetings and, uh, and pulling out of a lot of ones where people want you to do a gig. You know, if you, if you, because at first everyone was like, yeah, we're just going to do it online. And then everyone realized right away, stand up doesn't work at all. Like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So qui- quizzes and the like are the way to go, aren't they? Yes, yeah, I've seen you've been doing the um, yeah, shit show quiz yeah. episode. Yeah, with Mick, <laughs> and uh, we had Mick on, and Trevor. We've had them both on. So we've had you all, all on. Right we've on. completed the set, yes. Couple of legends. Yeah, it is. Uh, some people are still plugging away at doing the online gigs, and uh, yeah, but um, they're, they're a hard watch, some of them. And certainly yeah, and a, hard, I, a hard take part, yeah. I, I, I decided at first I could only lose fans <laughs> that way. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. And there's no, you know, there's no money in it, but there's a lot of tickets to be lost for the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's something to do, I guess. We could see. They just we go, could... fuck, I thought, I, I thought he was good. <laughs> you know that thing that people get from seeing you live that they can't put their finger on? I fucking rely on that. <laughs> it's like a fog, a fog that keeps you, f- the fog of funny. And you, if you do it online without any of that atmosphere or connection, and then it, they, they can see through it and go, wow, there's nothing here. 
<laughs> yes. 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 I have I have far less fans than you, but one one contacted me just after I'd done one of my two probably online gigs and just said, Well that was strange. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. no. What you mean is that was shit. Yeah, strange is the new shit. Hey, <laughs> hang on. People have been calling me that for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess yeah, I mean we all obviously rely on an audience, but I mean I guess you know your type of stuff you're you're writing a lot on stage aren't you so how how have you how have you coped how have you coped kind of psychologically not having not having the audience yes that's uh i was saying this to someone the other day psychologically pretty bad actually (laughs) because i was i was i rely on it's it's the whole thing it's like i'm getting in the car um and then you know stopping at a, a small town tesco chatting to the ladies that work there uh it's stopping at the services and then it's talking to the tech guy getting to the venue and then after the gig you know it's having the gig and the connection with everyone and then it's talking to people after the show signing things or just whatever uh for ages and then uh my audience is not it, it is there's there's other people who've been to see me 10 times so i kind of know them they're kind of almost like friends yeah. or if someone's new i'm always excited that they've found me um uh so so i, I, I missed the whole thing and then the the four hour drive back where you listen to all your podcasts and get up to date on all this all the shit you're into because i can't seem to listen to podcasts if i'm not driving or walking <laughs> Two of the things we haven't been able to do much. So, yes, yeah, psychologically, I've been missing the, uh, well, I guess we call it buzz, but it's more than that. It's like a connection to humanity because yeah. I've kind of let social life fall by the wayside because my stand-up is my social. <laughs> and so I don't have, I, I didn't have people I could just phone and natter with for two hours. So I had to sort of organize a couple of shows. Otherwise, I'd just be chatting. Like, Notice my wife will have friends and then the children's parents and friends and she's <laughs> yeah. kind of connected and getting something from other people or as I'm just on my own. <laughs> and yeah. so, I, so I got the thing. I thought, well, I miss Mick Ferry and I haven't seen Trevor for a while. And I love those guys. I'll organize a, a quiz and then I could see them once a week. And that's been doing it. But yeah, yeah. I miss the real connection to an audience quite yeah. bad. So yeah, yeah. that's, what that's how that's been going. That's what this podcast is. It's uh, it's exactly the same. It's me. Yeah, it's me socializing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great way to do it. But yeah, it's that thing where you know, like twenty percent of the room over there really like that one bit, and then you think, oh, they give you that. They fill you full of a spirit, and you start doing a little dance that you've never done before, (laughs) and that gets a laugh. And and it kind of it fills out. If you think of your material as like a like just a little skeleton or like a like a sketch on a canvas just a, in pencil and then the audience gives it full of color and then you know yeah. i'm not so good at metaphors but um, no no absolutely you get the idea it, it, it's just the connection yeah and you, it makes you better and better and better yeah. um missed and that and also yeah. the money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i have no money so that's that's a that's another thing but I yes. lucked out got an audio book, which might sustain me a little bit, oh, but I'm um, not going to cover like what, like Edinburgh, that's fucked. Hey, have you heard, is, is, are there people going to go up there and give it a go? 
I would, I would, I would still hope so. I, but but uh, yeah, I mean, there'll probably be a few gigs, won't there? There'll be a few. I don't think there'll be people wanting to do weeks of it because it'll probably be a week of playing to a half full room or a, even less, yeah. <laughs> you know, in terms of socially distancing or whatever. But I would hope that by yeah August. I mean, there were no new cases in London, you know, yesterday, weren't there? So uh, you know, really, if that's yeah, so if that spreads around the country and no new cases, that's yeah, I'd hope so. But uh, yeah. Well, that's amazing that that London is yeah. doing the best. I guess yeah. it got done first. That London. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I don't. I. I haven't really thought about it. I, I, yeah. So for as far as material goes, I haven't been generating material like I would have if I was on tour. So mm. I, whenever I'm on tour, I'll add in little ideas, and then they develop on stage. So yeah. I've got loads of little snippets i could add into a show but i need to do a hundred shows for that to develop into material so so i haven't um sat down and i can't i yeah i can't just sit down and write it some i don't think yeah i've heard so, you talk, talking about that on other podcasts that you've yeah you've always yeah, found fuck those guys though <laughs> yeah. fuck yeah. those podcasts no one's, to, no, no one's listening to them now, but no one's driving. Uh, um, I was lying to all of them, so they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, have you started to get more optimistic over the last couple of days with the restrictions easing? Have you started doing uh, any more? I mean, I've seen you just before the... Yeah, we started. You're in your little cupboard, so have you been <laughs> doing your audio recording? Have you, are you optimistic that you're going to escape the cupboard soon and... I've not, not become optimistic. I sort of came to terms with it like a good month and a half ago. I'd sort of uh, come to terms with the lack of money and yada, yada, yada. But um, it, the connection with the audience still missed that. And I won't, and I won't um, uh, replace that until gigs start going again. And I don't yeah. know when that's going to be. So I kind of hate the uncertainty. There was a, like when you were certain that we were locked down, that was even better. Yeah. What I don't like is not knowing what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I liked it when it was just going, everything's locked down, you are all fucked. And that, that was, <laughs> for some reason, you could go, yep, right on, we're all fucked, that's good. But yeah. now they go, well, is it? Is it? I don't know, maybe, could be. Yeah, they're yeah. opening this. But I think we're, we're going to be the last people to be able to get back to work full time, aren't we? Because of the audience angle. But it, I'm hoping that football is the one where... They do one as soon as they do one match with a with a crowd, then we're on. Let's go. <laughs> let's book it up. <laughs> yeah. Let's it is, do uh, it. <laughs> it is confusing now what you're allowed to do. I went to the beach yesterday with my two kids, and it sounded just as I say out loud. I'm like, am I doing the most awful thing in the world? And it certainly it was a weird confusion. Like I arrived on the beach with my kids, and mm. this couple with their kids kind of got uppity and went, oh and said out loud, ah, oh, this is getting too busy now, we're going home. I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wankers. You're, on, you're on the beach, you know, you are. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, you've come across the classic thing that people really enjoyed about the lockdown is not being near those fucking cucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I just sat there with my kids out of, um, out of earshot, yeah, just, just, just descri describing how they were cunts. <laughs> yeah 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 to myself to myself and yeah when you do that thing out loud where you you under the guise of giving your children a lesson <laughs> and that's why we don't behave like that because it looks bad doesn't it son <laughs> yeah. i mean 
look, how do you think other people are viewing that? Not very good. It just looks, I don't know, it's tacky for a start. And it shows weakness. Look how weak they look with their mutterings. I love doing that really loudly. Because he can't say. I'm, look, I'm teaching my son here. You don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. But it is you I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, steer steer so, clear of those people, darling. I won't yeah, tell you why until later. <laughs> because they're cunts. <laughs> they, yeah. It starts with a C. <laughs> Yeah. Cabbages? No. <laughs> so, so, um, <clears throat> yeah, so I'll be, um, so yeah, now just uncertainty is the rules today. Mm. I just reckon that uh, as soon as um, gigs start, as soon as you do that first gig, boom, everything will be fine. Yeah. And then you just start scrambling around. It's been hard to book in gigs though, because like uh, nobody's for the same reason, exact same reason. Yeah, um, I, I booked in a lot of my gigs at the, at the beginning when people weren't quite sure what to do. I tried to book in loads of them for the autumn. So I've got a few tour shows rescheduled in the autumn. Great, yeah. Um, and there's no Edinburgh, so I won't have a new show, but I still haven't toured. The last show hasn't finished, so I've got that. Oh, yeah, because you were, you were on tour, weren't you, when this started? The, the yeah, lockdown yeah. started, yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Mm. So I'm going to do, do that and then try and maybe write a new show by Christmas. Something yeah. like that. Nice. That's nice. what it'll do. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, society and, you know, talking about those people on the beach? Um, uh, you know, I think, I think, did you talk about this in your last show with, with like Brexit and being very positive about people that oh, yeah. voted Brexit, which was very interesting. And I think this is, this is kind of the new, has become the new Brexit in a way that, you know, it divides yeah. people down the middle. I think I sent a tweet at the start of this saying, we're divided now into people, leavers and remainers, people that want to leave yeah. the house and people that want to stay. It's, it's, it's down those lines again. You know, how do you feel about society yeah. coming together at the end of the world? Well, it, kind of, well, doesn't, it seems like um, the people who can afford to not go to work are able to use, the thing, use that line of like, oh, well, you just, it's all about billionaires and money. And, and when the reality is people just need to work and they're willing to take the risk, you know? They're willing. Yeah. It's like, I'm happy to keep driving, even though the statistics tell me there's a massive chance I could die. But it's one of those things we've all, as a society, gone, yeah. And I think uh, it was good to have the few months and then everyone, but now everyone's worked out that, yeah, it's a risk we're going to have to take. Um, it's, it's tough, but got to work, got to pay the rent. And I think if you're kind of a super duper middle class person with connections or maybe someone who can help you out or oh, whatever, I think you're going to definitely veer on the side with the kind of everything's got to be shut down and, and social distancing and, you know, and complain about all the idiots and the <laughs> stupid people. That's the, that's the shit of this, the social media has done over the last 10 years is the thing isn't it where you can find plenty of the stupidest of people who you disagree with to represent all of them yeah and they they do the same thing don't they the people on the right they find all the thickest leftist people with the dumbest ideas and to them they're all like that and that's where the problem is still it's it all of it is is social media no one's worked out how to uh communicate with each other yet it's, you know, you just go on Twitter and just watch just, just people guffawing at 
people who just yeah and like no one even dares bring up an opinion that's outside of the the norm on there anymore <laughs> yeah. you know if if some ways it's probably watered down comedy a bit a lot whereas people are just like nah i'm not gonna bother with that <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not gonna say that even though like even though i know where i come from is a good place and in fact i'm actually making a comment against racism or homophobia <laughs> or whatever it is but yeah. someone will easily you know and it's, it's taking an edge out of it i think there needs to be more of an edge it's too much uh nazi calling is has uh just just fucked with the edge the the fascistic behavior of people who keep calling people fascists <laughs> that's still going on i had hoped that the virus might have caused a little bit more of a uh let's let's worry about serious stuff kind of angle but there's still that pettiness going on board so what do i think of society yeah it's it's your you answered it in your question <laughs> it's divided people right down the middle people who work for the infrastructure want to get back to work and pay their rent and their whatever yeah and other people a... don't want the sickness being spread to their grandparents well they don't want it spread to their grandparents either yeah yeah but there is a, there is a fear that's that, that that that's built up and I, I fear that you know as i say no new cases in london if that carried on for like a month of no new cases there would still be a huge proportion of the population that would say no it's still it's still a huge issue uh don't go yeah. anywhere near anyone and you, you, people are now going to start ignoring the evidence i fear you know the evidence that it's getting better you know right yeah 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 it's all of that uh crying wolf yeah you know they do themselves no favor like the more you call someone uh and i don't i keep using this because it's an obvious example the more you keep calling someone a nazi or a fascist who clearly is not um then the less that has meaning or power and the more you're going to get people who just think nah i don't care if you call someone who isn't a racist a racist all you've done there is made them feel really angry at you for not showing them any you know and so that if anything they're going to just try and do things to wind you up now and now we've got people further apart so yeah it's going to be the same with this isn't it yeah yeah, and, that, uh, and that's what's great about that, you know, that, that Brexit position that you were taking in that old show. It's just understanding the other, the other side, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And so, it's, so many yeah, people it's don't like, understand. Um, the, well, I got, I got pretty fed up with myself. I just thought, what, what am I missing here? Why is this bugging me so much? Is it really the end of humanity? Like, are we going back to the dark? Like, I just thought, this can't be right something doesn't feel right with this my my echo chamber feels lie i think for me a lot that turned was i started reading the guardian when i first moved here and like i forced myself because i remember reading it i didn't even understand all the words in it or what the fuck they're talking about but i forced myself over 30 years or so or 20 20 odd years um and then i remember like i only know this in hindsight but it was around the time of 2015 when Russ Bridger or whatever that guy was who was the old editor left but in the last few years I just started noticing things in it and I thought that doesn't feel that doesn't feel right that feels like an opinion rather than a thing and they just I started noticing and and uh, and I guess it's going to happen anyway because of clickbait and all that but I always thought it was only the right wing press who 
who had an agenda. <laughs> and then I realized, <laughs> oh no, everyone does. And so that, and once I got over that disappointment and woke up and lived in the real world, um, I just started looking at things differently. And I just thought, I can't, if my brother and my dad lived in Britain, they would have voted for Brexit for sure. And um, and I thought, well, I, and they're they're I love them, <laughs> and they're <laughs> they're nice guys too. They're good people, like really like decent uh, help out. You know, a farmer who's who's um, could go bankrupt. You know, he's on the last legs. They'll help him take his crop off for him, and they like they just do kind things for the community. And I thought they're not fucking racist at all. <laughs> and in fact, I know lots of. Um, people are, who are British Indian who are for Brexit, but they're not getting reported about. Anyway, so that was my motivation mm. to go that way. And, and it's quite, <clears throat> and I found that um, universally people seem to really like a positive spin on the people who voted for Brexit. Like even people in a, in a Romani club were kind of going, yep, that is, that is true. I've got family too. <laughs> and then, but if you do it in a real um, heartland of, of, uh, of leave the EU, there it's like crazy love. They're just like, happy that someone's even mentioning it in a positive way. So, and I was really enjoying that actually for that last tour. Yeah, great. I was really enjoying the, uh, uh, the lads enjoyed it. Fucking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Happy shit, there, Mike. Oh, did you mind that stuff I did in the middle about monkeys and chimpanzees and how you can talk to them? No, I don't know what I was trying to improvise, but I think it's too hot in here for that. <laughs> but it sounded great. Yeah, in that box. Well, That's all that counts. Well, I thought I, I want to try and get a podcast going, and I got I locked myself in here the other day. And for an hour, it's just me kind of losing a little bit of oxygen <laughs> and slowly <laughs> making less sense. And I think maybe I'm onto something there. That might be the podcast that no one's making yet. <laughs> yeah. Just slowly listen to a man lose consciousness. <laughs> you should listen to a man. It's fucking great. I mean, it's boring for the first 20 minutes when he's still got lots of oxygen. But around 25, he can barely, he doesn't know where he is. And oh, man, it really rocks. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you um, have you had a chance during this period to think about anything differently that you'd like to do apart from you know be talking about the online stuff with Nick and um, um, you know like anything uh, totally different to what you've done before? I would like having narrated of my first ever book. Mm. I fell in love with it, Great. and if I could do more of those, I would. I, that's what's changed for me is there's something about, well, everybody likes to read. Um, but then there's this added thing where you've got to perform it. And I, since I've been reading to the kids since they were really little, I really realized, because I was a terrible at reading out loud. Like, I mean, we're talking guy who can't read levels. And um, just having <laughs> started. Oxygen levels, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so starting off with like little kids books was, was a really great way. They're 11 now. So I've slowly improved and now I get to read bigger books and, and it's a performance each time. So that when I then moved on to this uh, book, I did 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Right. Jules Verne. Great. 
Right. And I really, I love the, you get to perform for, God, I think we recorded for about 40 hours or so or something ridiculous. And I just thought, this is brilliant. It's like someone's provided you with all the material. You just get to try and, and they wanted me because they wanted me to make it a bit funny because it's, it could be quite dry. Mm. And so I kind of played it as if I was like Ron Burgundy reading Jules Verne. It was, it was <laughs> like that. It was, it was so dry that there was no other way to do it. <laughs> that's great. And that's a, so I love that's that. a bulletproof I, career, isn't it? A, bullet, a lockdown would, bulletproof career. I fucking love it. I mean, I bet lots of people do. So, so I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that I can never get another one. So that's what I love. I'd love to do that. Um, uh, I think the queue to get a job as a delivery guy is pretty long <laughs> at the moment because society's so fucking, it's becoming just these conglomerates and then, and then lackeys doing the driving. It's starting to get a bit, it's a bit creepy. We've all had enough time to look out there and go, what is, what's happening to our society? Yeah. What yeah. is left for us? We were kind of like blind when we're going around doing gigs it's like yeah everything's fine i'm driving around everybody's on their lives doing normal <laughs> and then when you're sitting in your flat and you start thinking the only people i see work for amazon <laughs> and and then i've heard of loads of comedians try to get jobs with amazon and got knocked back and i thought oh fuck that's the climate we're going to be in where, you, where it's impossible to get work for amazon also you because like I'm that age now where if there was a massive world war, I couldn't even get in as a soldier. Mm. Like I wouldn't be able to, to jump in and do some <laughs> shooting. I'd be fucking dad's army. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, there's no glamor in that. That's the same with Amazon drivers. Though, isn't it? I think, I think we're too old now. I know. But when I see the scaffolders near my building, I look out and I just think, ah, oh, like that ship has sailed. <laughs> you see how fit they are and they have great banter and they're fit as, as fiddles and they work hard and they get the scaffolding up and they're done by like noon or one o'clock they start at like six and they're done and they're off and you just think god they're fit mm. and then i just thought you'll never be able to do that <laughs> <laughs> never uh, I, I miss a good solid physical job but um i think my body's pro you know, doesn't suit it. Maybe. Yeah. 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 And how about, how about your mind? You, you say on your Twitter profile, you say you can spend the entire second half of your life recovering from the mistakes of the first half, which is yeah. a, a great Twitter profile. That was, um, that was when I, I got for all this mental health and all of that. Um, I, I haven't been able to keep up with things like, um, uh, meditation and I'd never go to AA meetings or any of that shit but by not doing either of those things I feel like you know as, as soon as I lost the gigs I realized um, there's a lot of sh shit wrong with me so I started reading Saul Bellow I, I tend to get into one so like I wanted to teach myself about classical music when I was 16 I thought that was a way into culture I thought fuck what do fancy people do so I, I started with Mozart and I just stayed with Mozart and so for about four years, all I listened to was Led Zeppelin, uh, The Who, and Mozart, those three, and no more. That's all the albums I bought. Anyway, so I do that with novels too, and uh, I got into Sol Bellow, and he had that line in one of his books. Um, I think it was Humboldt's Gift. 
I'm not sure. One of them. Anyway, he's got great little snippets of philosophy that are so melancholic and dark, but kind of joyful because of it. So that's where I've been getting some healing done, reading Saul Bellow. And uh, I love a Jewish writer, me. Love it. Love a Jewish American writer. And um, yeah, that was like, so it made me think, yeah, it does feel like that sometimes if you've, if you've caned it hard and you've done some awful things, uh, you know, they still haunt you. <laughs> especially if you're, especially if you're still married to the person who you, um, uh, <laughs> you know, were that person with. It's like, oh boy. But I, uh, are they haunting you more in lockdown? Are you having more time to think about them, or are you having a chance to process them better without other distractions? Do you think? Well, I'm realizing that what I enjoyed with distractions is distraction <laughs> and not processing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been a it's been a bit of an eye opener. Yeah. I've had to look at myself and just go, man, I was cruising through life, just kind of distant and detached from it. Yeah. I like that, you know, I like being detached. I like being like floating around the edges, looking in. I don't think yeah. it's great as a family man to be like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so there's been all of that. I've had to, I've had to work out how to connect and, yeah. and stuff with kids and, you know, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a, a very bright torch on all, all of one's weaknesses and, and flaws all this extra time isn't it yeah how have you yeah. coped yeah similar i guess i think it's if you've got anything that you were yeah avoiding thinking about then you've had the time to think about it now so yeah i just wondered when you said you spend the entire second of your, half of your life recovering from the mistakes that maybe one of the joys mm. of this lockdown period is we have six months or a year or however long it's going to be to really deal with those things and then live the rest of our life Here. without being chained to the to the past you know yeah, that's 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 a really good way of looking at it. I'm hoping that's, yeah, because I've been thinking about yeah that that um, one of the things that probably most people have that is the the negative frame of mind that one can get on, and you yeah. know just your first thought is negative. Yeah, um, I've had had enough time to take to go. Oh yeah, and so so I guess there has been a a definite taking time to do yeah. stuff because there's nothing to rush for. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to rush for. And also I've realized I, I know an incredible amount about virology, viruology, viri viruses. Mm. I'm a bit of an expert on, I've had everyone. You sound like an expert. You sound. On virology. I can't even <laughs> say it, but I know loads about it. So does yeah. everyone, Tony. Everyone's an expert now. You I, stopped, I stopped looking at the world ometer when the numbers were not doing what I, as you know, as someone who's really into history and you're, you're well aware of, like the death rates of proper um, pandemics, mm. you started going, this is, this is nothing. You can't say that out loud because people find that really insensitive. <laughs> when you're I'm just like, come I'm on, these numbers are low. <laughs> I fancy my chances, come on. And then I'm you know you want to say something. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's taken people's mind off me going to the beach. Now you're the hated one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, 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 I have that, I would have, um, I would have, 10 years ago been confident enough on stage to say to someone during a pandemic like that to say someone who's uh black or asian or whatever i would have been confident enough to say you need to watch your vitamin d in this shithole country you know and uh, and and weave it around in that mm. you know because the idea that vitamin d 
is important to battle the virus. Yeah, about about but, but I, w- I wouldn't say that now because it <laughs> because immediately go. Oh, hang on, that's going to be misinterpreted. Uh oh, <laughs> it's too late now. I don't have the confidence to carry on with it, but I've committed to enough of it. For oh god, oh god, everyone hates me. So yeah. um. It was the, who was it? <laughs> Probably someone on a podcast. I was about to say a mate of mine, and then I thought that might have been Joe Rogan. <laughs> but it was saying that eight of his friends all had it, and they were fine. The only one was the one who had a vitamin D deficiency. Right. And I thought that's. And then I read the statistics: ninety-seven percent of all people who've died from it have had, not necessarily a complete deficiency, but very low levels of vitamin D. So yeah, might be something in that. As anyway, we said, there's no, there's no point quoting the truth, Tony. <laughs> no, no. One's gonna, no one's going to believe that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore, vitamin D. Right. Um, Beautiful. Well, thank you. I mean, Mozart, are you listening to uh, and playing more music? Um, yes, I started to again. Great. Um, getting back into some 1970s hard rock. Great. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Have you ever seen... Uh, it's a really cute uh, sketch by Joe Pera. Joe Pera. He's like hmm. this American nerdy guy. He's like from the sort of part of the world I'm from, but the American side. Real redneck country. And uh, it was about, he's on, at church talking about um, do, reading out the announcements at church. And then he said, hey, have any of you guys ever listened to The Who? And it shows this great sketch of him washing dishes in his kitchen when he first hears The Who. Um, try and try and watch that on um, on YouTube. Joe Pira, um, the Who. It's funny. Yeah. So anyway, that's me Great. in that video, kind of. Yeah. Listening to my seventies rock and my Mozart. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. How about you? What have you been listening to? I've been playing more than listening. I've been learning the piano. So I've been playing a lot oh, wow. of piano. That's been great for me mentally. Just uh, yeah, I'm doing my grade six piano. Yeah. With my, son, with my son, yeah. yeah. Genius. Yeah, getting, so getting to Mozart and uh, Chopin, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, chopping. Love it. Chopping, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well done. That's really good of you to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's getting me through. One or two things getting me through. So, um, Did you get a piano? Well, got a, yeah, I've got a piano and a, and a keyboard, so I can play it late at night as well with the headphones. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. And I can play... Um, I can play all Elton John now, which is, um, I've been spending my oh, weeks lovely. doing that. Yeah, yeah. But um, these, you can buy like an upright piano for quite cheap nowadays, can't you? Well, yeah. I mean, you can get them free if they're really dodgy. I mean, you can, because uh, mm. people get rid of them when they're, you know, you just have to collect them. But, uh, you know, they're out of tune, but you can tune them for like 80 quid. So it's, it's not expensive at all. But uh, yeah, I've got a not, not a bad one for like a grand or something. So, um, yeah. Wow. Okay, back well, back in the I'm day when I had some money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that might be a long way off for me. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So, yes, apart from the things we've mentioned, anything else hmm. you want to point people to in this time? You're doing some great stuff on <laughs> Next Up, aren't you? And with Phil Nickel and Yeah, we're just, just messing about with Phil at Sundays at noon and I'm messing about on Saturdays at 7 with the, the boys yeah. this week. Then after that, just look for me on tour in the autumn because I'm going to try and hit as many of the old venues as I can. Just try and get back out there this autumn. 
identifies. I can't wait, Tony. I mean, yeah, the few times I've seen you have been some of the greatest live um, experiences uh, that I've ever seen. So I just can't wait to see you again. Oh, that's very kind. I love hearing that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Thank you very much. Absolutely. Well, Tony, thank you so much for joining me Cheers, today. Mate. Lots of love to you. Keep well. Take care. Thanks a lot, mate. Bye. Bye. The wonderful Tony Law there. Yes, check out all his stuff. MrTonyLaw.com and at MrTonyLaw on Twitter. Do check out that Tony Law shit show quiz episode with the brilliant Mick Ferry and Trevor Locke. All psychomedy alumni. That's on, uh, yeah, Saturdays at seven. And check out the Virtue Chamber Echo Bravo with uh, Phil Nickel at midday on Sunday. And again, all his stuff on Next Up. NextUpComedy.com is the place to go always. And a quick mention for Kev Rook's uh, podcast, Pullback Reveal, which uh, I found really interesting. If you want to hear kind of an hour and a half of Tony talking, that's brilliant as well. So, yeah, that is our show for today. Join us again on Tuesday for more Psychomedy. We're running Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. Please listen back on all these daily shows, all the main shows. Please give us a five-star review. Please share, rate, review. Psychomedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pop People Productions. Check out psychomedy.co.uk. There's mental health tips there from our counselling professionals at ThreadUp. They're there to support you if you'd like to support the podcast. It's patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy. Thank you so much. I'm Nathan Cassidy. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy. Stay optimistic. Tune back in for more Psychomedy on Tuesday. Pod people.